HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking to Italian studies to management, from culinary technology to food writing, from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com. I'm Erin Fairbanks, host of The Farm Report. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Well, hello, hello. Can you hear me? You're listening to Tech Bites on Heritage Radio Network, live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Jennifer Leutzi, and we're here every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time talking about the intersection of technology and food. Less for on Adria and immersion circulators, more Twitter, Instagram, and the interwebs. To listen live or on demand, click onto heritageradionetwork.org or get Tech Bytes to go and download the podcast from iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Before we get started, I always like to introduce everyone in the studio so you can match the names to the voices. First up, the most important person who turns this all magically into webcast radio is our producer and the Heritage Radio executive producer, Jack Inslee. You make me feel so important every week. Without you, I would really be here, like, talking to myself, talking to my guests, you know, and that, that would be it. It would be, you know, audience of one, maybe two. <laughs> the other person in the booth in the back is Declan, our intern, our radio intern. Hello there. Hello. And today, our in-studio guest is Michael Madrigal, who is the sommelier at Bar Boulou and Boulou Sud. Hi, everyone. And I'm going to, from here on in, call you the social media psalm. Okay. I can take that. I can work with that. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Maybe we'll get some hats and tote bags later. All right. So the first thing we do, like any good meal, is we have an appetizer, and we talk about our favorite apps and apps that we're using right now. So, Michael, you have a couple minutes to think of yours. Yeah. We go through the studio, and everybody gets to call out theirs. You know, l let me get my phone, because a lot of them I forget the names of. But I think Delectable is an app that I use a lot. 
That's, okay. that's the one where you take a picture of a bottle of wine and the information immediately comes up and then it'll tell you where you can buy it if you want to buy it somewhere throughout the United States. It also kind of aggregates a lot of all of the wines that you take pictures of and then people can scroll through what you've tasted and then say, you know what, I want to follow you because I like the wines you drink. That's a really good app. Um, another one I like is uh, one I was using this morning. It's called Fine Vinyl because I'm a big vinyl collector. Fine, F-I-N-E? And no, Find Vinyl. F-I-N-D. Fine Vinyl. So okay. it, um, you know, I, I live in the East Village and there's a tons of record shops there. So I'm, um, I'm frugal in the sense that when you see rare records, they're usually expensive. So then I'll go on this site and it'll tell me where else in the world that this album is for sale. And, oh, that's it, and it can tell you how much it's worth and all the ty types of things. It also, you know, with vinyl, there's so many different pressings and it can tell you which pressing you have in your hand, whether it's the first pressing, which is worth a lot more than the one done in, you know, Uzbekistan. So there's a real kind of science to vinyl and vinyl collecting. And I love using this app. So is it giving you vinyl shops or regular people selling collections well, privately or? so this thing is you type the name of the record and then there's four or sorry there's three um i guess uh where, um um shopping sites that you can find it once you go to that site then you can click on it and it can tell you exactly which pressing you have by typing in you know the 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 numbers that are on the binding of the vinyl, and then it can tell you where you can find it and how much it's sold for. So you listen to vinyl? Are you oh, a yeah. DJ, or is this recreational it's, listening it's, at home? It's um, it's a huge passion of mine. So humongous. In the our gentlemen in the booth, both Jack and Declan are both DJs. Okay. Jack cool. hosts a dance DJ radio show called Full Service Radio on Thursday nights at seven thirty, and I think though mostly djs today it's all electronic yeah mostly it's funny i just did an all vinyl gig uh last weekend and it felt it felt awesome wow yeah. i mean like you know 95 percent of my gigs are all computer you know mm -hmm. i play the computer and you play the you know i actually have i use serato um so it's like control vinyl that controls mp3s so it's actually a record that i'm touching but it controls an mp3 and a computer do you do you feel it's it sounds better jack no, I mean, you know, not at all. You're still playing digital files. Uh, right. But vinyl sounds better. Yeah, That's what that, I mean. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean. Even from the DJ standpoint. Totally. Like it fills the room better using vinyl than electronic. Yeah. No, okay. Un undoubtedly. Wow. Is there, are there any venues, Jack, anymore where they have turntables for vinyl or is everything oh, yeah. electronic? No, tons. Um, I mean, like I said, this gig I did was at a place called Doris in Bed-Stuy. Uh, they've got a lot of great mezcal and they do these great grilled cheese sandwiches and they have a dj set up there and they actually don't allow computers they only wow. want you to play vinyl oh monastic i bet yeah. that eliminates a huge contingent of djs who cannot play there totally <laughs> <laughs> we like that we like yeah. that very much i'll just note on the side of the vinyl discussion that there's a lovely tiny little counter restaurant here on the roberta's compound called blanca mm. Um, it's a wonderful restaurant. If anyone has the opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. But they have a vinyl turntable mm. and a collection of vinyl, and mm. that's what they play while you're eating. And 
I was speaking with the chefs one afternoon, and they said it's really wonderful. Sometimes people bring vinyl to listen to. Yeah, Sometimes cool. people send them records after the fact as a thank you for the gift. So it's a really interesting little thing. You walk in, and they have the turntable and all the vinyl on the counter. So it's really lovely. Nice. Maybe I should just jump in with my app. It actually dovetails kind of nicely Perfectly. here. Perfectly. Yeah, it's called BPM. Mm-hmm. And as a DJ, this is a useful tool. Um, you know, if you're trying to beat match two songs, you want them to be the same tempo. So this app, it's very simple. It just has one button that says tap, and you tap it with your thumb on the beat, and it'll tell you the beats per minute. So you can, you know, know wow. how to match it up. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And the precision of its working probably has to do with the finger tapper. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's right. If you're a slow finger tapper, you're missing a beat, then it might be slightly off. <laughs> yeah. Human tap error. Declan, do you have a app for us this week? I'm going to go with uh, what I chose last time, Dropbox. Um, still, <laughs> yeah. still an extremely useful app for me. Um, and seeing as how over the weekend I lost all my music files, uh, it's oh, been dear. very useful. So, yeah, that's what I'll go with. <laughs> Okay, so came in came in handy in a state of emergency. Did you ha- did you have all your music on Dropbox? I had um, I had some of it, but a lot of the files are just gone forever now, which is lame. But <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what happened. Well, my app this week is something just completely um, esoteric and just really beautiful to look at. It's called Shadows Never Sleep, and it is a almost like a visual silhouette storybook that you scroll through and it doesn't have any words and you can zoom in on the images and experience different parts of it and it basically tells a story and it's really beautiful it's been around since 2008 Mm. and it was one of the original ones um when there were fewer and fewer apps back in the beginning i think it was easier to discover things now there's you know 2000 apps for one thing But it's really beautiful, and it's a nice thing to have, especially if you ever come into contact with small children. Sometimes it's nice, I think, when I'm spending time with my nieces and nephew to have something interesting for them to play with Mm. on my phone. And this is a good one. So Shadows Never Sleep, and it's free. We are talking with Michael today, the social media psalm. Because he has used social media to basically support a wine program at his restaurants that he really wanted to see happen. So back in, I think it was 2009, mm-hmm. when he was at starting at Bar Boulou, which is the Daniel Boulou Charcuterie Wine Bar restaurant up across from Lincoln Center. He wanted to open big, big bottles of wine and sell them and drink them. And how do you do that? Well, if you open a big bottle of wine, you need lots of people to drink it. So he turned to social media to sell the program. So if you follow him on Twitter, like 11,000 other people do, he will tweet BTG, which is by the glass. You might see that next to mags, M-A-G-S, which is short for Magnum, which is a big bottle that holds two bottles of wine. And he'll tell you what the wine is that he's going to be opening that night and to come in and get a glass. And that's basically how he built interest for this unusual and kind of random offering. Yeah. So my question to you is, did you go to Twitter first? Did you try other types of marketing that didn't work as well? Or did you know right out of the gate that social media was going to be the sweet spot? Um, That's a great question. The the 
that idea started first where we were opening up uh, large format bottles and pouring them by the glass. And these are wines that they were always extremely, somewhat uh, extremely delicious and more expensive than your average wine by the glass. So I realized early on that I wasn't able to charge, you know, the regular restaurant markup for this type of wine. And that even though it would be 29 or $25 a glass, it would be at cost and it would still be somewhat difficult to sell it to everybody. And the thing with wine is you want to sell it the day you open it. You don't want it to get oxidized or any of those things. And it's really because of to respect the wine. I mean, this is an amazing wine. We want to get it in as many glasses as possible. So in order to do that, you know, it did work. It worked well, but I wanted more people to come in. I wanted to get the word out because I was so uh, proud of this thing. And I thought it was entirely different and something brand new. So um, I, I remember how it happened. There was a waiter at the restaurant and his name was Justin and he was kind of a hip kid. And I saw him like first he had his phone on the floor, which he shouldn't be doing in the first place. But I was looking at him with his phone and like things were popping up and it said Twitter. And I said, what is that? And he's like, it's like sending a text message to to all of your friends at once. That was how he described it. That's a great description. Yeah. And I said, okay. And he was saying, and like we were talking, he's like, why don't you try that? And do you know, put the information of the big bottles. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I started that. I remember it was like in August, 2009. And then at the time you couldn't upload pictures because I felt that the information was important, but getting pictures on was as important. <clears throat> and I used one of those things like lockers or, you know, the, those photo sharing Snapfish. Uh, snap, right. One of those things. And that's when it coalesced. And immediately, Jennifer, there were people coming in for the big bottle glasses. And one guy actually is a good friend of mine now. He went to my wedding. We had dinner last night at Estella. He was one of the first followers that came in. And you, one, This is a friend you made via Twitter. Absolutely. Coming he, in. Coming in. He said, wow, I heard you're pouring Kornos by the glass or, you know, Grand Cru Red Burgundy by the glass. You know, I've learned it from Twitter. And, you know, I was like stunned that he, because he was really the first person. And uh, I was like, I was so happy. And I was like, yeah, I have this. And I started befriending him. And I remember I gave him some dessert wine at the end of the meal just to say thanks for, you know, for, for doing it and, and, and coming in and saying hello. So it, it's worked out very well. How quickly did your followers grow? And did you spend a lot of time on it? Because it's also very addictive when you first start social media. How many people have followed? Are you getting retweets? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was as far as the wine world went, there weren't that many people on Twitter. So, like you mentioned earlier with apps, how it was easier to find when there weren't so many of them. It was it was like that. I remember followers coming pretty fast as I started, and and you know people would come in, and it, it was really exciting and heady for the first couple of years because people would come all over from all over the world. I remember people coming from Brazil and saying, "Wow, I saw the pictures of your bottles. It's amazing." And who's the chef here? And because they didn't even know who the chef was, they came in for the, the you know, meaning Daniel Balud. And that was really the, the the power of social media, where someone who you know Dan- Danielle is so famous, and it's amazing that another avenue, being wine, would bring someone into that restaurant without even knowing who the chef was. 
And it's worth noting that Danielle has a pretty strong social media game himself. (laughs) Absolutely. This is the perfect break point to find out who our strong sponsors are this week and to listen to some new music from Jack. And this is actually a throwback from Space Disease. It's called I Love New York. You're listening to Tech Bytes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. The ICC, with locations in New York and California, provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy Can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at InternationalCulinaryCenter.com. Well, if you've just tuned in and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bytes on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jennifer Leutzi, and we are broadcasting live from two shipping containers in Bushwick, Brooklyn, at Roberta's Pizza. Tech Bytes is a show that talks about the influence of technology on our culinary life. And today we're talking with Michael Madrigal, the sommelier at Bar Boulou and Boulou Sud, about the influence of technology on the wine we drink. So Michael started a strong social media game back in 2009, essentially to promote his big bottle wine by the glass program. So Twitter in 2009, successful. What was the next social media piece that you added? Uh, It had to have been Instagram. Instagram was created in 2012. Sure. So that came later. That came, I guess, 2012 when I got on it. Yeah. And at first I was a bit... um, I remember exactly. I, I didn't know if, if I should use it or not because I remember when I was putting pictures on Twitter, the the whatever um, format I was using would be able to tell you how many people looked at it. Where with 
Instagram, and I love that because I love to gauge how many people are looking or how if I'm growing or I'm getting worse, I'm getting better, whatever. Like to gauge where at with Instagram, I remember it, it couldn't tell you how many people looked at it. It would only tell you, you know, it, how many it people liked, liked it. it exactly. So I, 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 I was it's a kind different of, game. Yeah, and I and I didn't want to do, use it for that reason. But again, nobody. Li- what happens if nobody likes you? Right. Or your wines. Kind or of, your picture. Yeah, it gave me nightmares thinking about if that would happen. <laughs> but my friend, actually, the one who I told you about, who Justin, was, the waiter. No, the other the one other friend. that came in was one of the first persons to uh, to to read me on Twitter and come in and get a glass of wine. Was the one that said, "You got to get." Is guy named Brian? He was like, "You have to get on Instagram. This is what it is." And I'm like, "I don't want to do it." And he literally took my phone and downloaded the app. He's like, "You should really get on this." And I was like, "Okay." And then I started using it, and I, I definitely saw its uh, its value. What is what is its value? Its value is, I mean, I think it's more personal than Twitter is. I mean, it's you're really opening who you are, and people really seeing what you do on a daily basis through Instagram. I think it connects you more. The Instagram photos that you post up with the big bottles is is very specific, and I'll let you describe it. And I, I will mention for mm-hmm. people listening live, if you want to get on to Michael's Twitter feed or his Instagram feed, they are both at Mike Madrigal, M-I-K-E-M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L-E. So if you're by a computer and you want to jump on and take a look at his Instagram feed, how would you describe the pictures you post? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous and fun. And um, it's something that, like everything for me, you know, everything comes out of a place of boredom and doing the same thing all the time and keeping myself interested. You know, and the fa- I think if I can keep myself excited and interested, I think other people will be interested as well. Because I would get bored of taking pictures of bottles in the same format, you know, like taking a picture of a Magnum, taking a picture of the label. And I figured, you know, let's try to get some stuff in the background. So I started with going to the kitchen and someone would be breaking down a pig and we would have that in the background. And and eventually it evolved to going outside on the terrace on Broadway because, we, you know, we have uh, tables outside for dining. And it's literally right on the sidewalk. I mean, right. We, we took as much space as possible by law. So we're right on the edge of the sidewalk as people are walking back and forth. And I would put the place a bottle on a table and I would just take a picture of the bottle. But there would always be, uh, you know, the first half of the, of the photo would be the bottle and the other half would be someone walking by. And it, I really wanted to just... <laughs> just really get that New York feel in my pictures because we are in such a unique place with such unique people. And I would always want to have some sort of background personality behind it. And then from doing that, I wanted to find a way. It would be a challenge for myself. Again, trying not to be bored. I would try to find some sort of relationship between the wine and and the, the, the passerby. And it's just kind of this fun thing I do. And literally, because it is New York, because it is Broadway, at 64th Street, you get a cast of characters like no other. And it takes me, people ask me all the time, oh my God, that picture is just so funny. It's so perfect. It must have taken you an hour to get that shot. And I, and I always tell them the same answer. No, it took me about five minutes 
because there's just so much rich material of passersby in New York City on a, you know, on a daily basis. So it's just very, very fun. I think they're really a lot of fun. And for people who want to try and visualize what he's talking about, imagine your Instagram photo square and the left half is going to be almost entirely a magnum of wine. So you can see very clearly what the label is and what the bottle looks like. And then the right half of the photo is the street scene of people walking by. And it gives you a sense of what the weather's like that day in New York Mm -hmm. because you have the color of the sky and the background and the time of day. You have what people are wearing. Are they wearing you know, a snowsuit and ski goggles because it's Mm -hmm. the polar vortex or is it beautiful and sunny? And then there's somebody walking by. So it's almost a a mashup of wine and then the classic street style Mm -hmm. photos. People of New York type thing. Exactly, exactly. So have you ever had an experience where somebody from the photo has come into the restaurant or realized they've been on it? No, not yet. But there's people who recognize me because, I mean, I've been doing that style of photo for almost two years and uh, people are always like, hey, how you doing? Oh my God, what, look at that wine. And then you have people who just say funny things or, you know, come turn around and wave at me. And then you see famous people a lot too. And one time we got, there was the drummer from Fish who was uh, walking by and I stopped him and I said, can you please just, I really want to get a picture of you with the bottle in the background. And that was the only time I had someone pose for it. So he did it. So, I mean, it's just this, it's great. It's really great. And um, it's just makes my, it's like maybe the most fun moment of my day doing it. You do all of the social media yourself. You haven't passed it on or shared it with a intern or the PR group? No, no, I'm I'm kind of, uh, (laughs) I want to do it all myself. And has your model of using social media to drive business to the restaurant been replicated in oh, other parts uh, of the group? or Replicated in what way? You mean the social media style or yeah, just the, the big bottle? Any well, they it. do the big bottle thing now. They, there's a Barbalute in Boston and there's one also in London. And they do that at both restaurants. So it's traveled far. And actually, I see the large format wine by the glass nearly everywhere now in, all over the world. And I, I, I get a lot of, you know, people would send me emails from Greece. Like, I love what you're doing. We're going to do it at a, this restaurant here. But I also see the same style of photos happening a lot. And, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, that you stole my idea. Like, I think it's out there and it's great. And I, and, and I am flattered. And there was a guy. It's funny that, you know, we're here today because someone from London took the same style of picture and tagged me. And he said, I can do this type of picture, too. You know, at a restaurant called 40 Greek Street. And, you know, and, and that was great. And I was like, I said, thanks. And just paying homage is, is, is huge. And I love, I love getting that type of feedback. So it's definitely made waves throughout the industry all over the world. Do you have a new social media platform that you've got your eye on that you might be expanding to sometime soon? Have you tried any of the videos, the vines, the photo, Snapchat? Mm, I mean, I've tried Vine for a bit. And, you know, I got bored with it. And Snapchat, I mean, I haven't really used that yet. But I like what I'm doing. I mean, it fits me. And I'll always dip my toe in certain things and, you know, take my time. But I'm not that type of guy just to jump on something because it's brand new. I like to kind of feel it out first. And that's why with Instagram, it took a little bit of time for me to get in on it. And just to be the first one is, I, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. 
I'm more of interest using the thing that works best for what I'm trying to do. The right tool for the right job. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. Efficiency and effective. Mm -hmm. So I always, at the end of the show, like to ask my guests for a piece of advice for our listeners. What advice would you give to someone who wants to start a social media following to help their business, whether they be in a restaurant or a vinyl store or a DJ looking for extra gigs? Mm. I honestly think the best thing for you to do is be yourself and don't be a shill because that's the worst thing you can do. Really try, I mean, imagine yourself addressing your best friends or your family. Imagine that that is exactly what social media is. You want to tell these people who are your friends why they should come and hang out with you tonight or why they should come to your store or why they should come and have a glass of wine. And I think that has always been my attitude with using it because I'm not going to say, oh my God, $25, come on down, like this crazy Eddie type thing. Because <laughs> that is like, I'm so tired of that stuff. I'm, I'm just saying, hey man, this is fun. This is delicious. I think you would like it. Come on by. Why? You know, why, do you like it? Do you yourself like it? That's what you should ask yourself. And if you do, then it's easy to talk about in a way that isn't so shilling and, you know. Well, there is a fine line between being yourself and sharing something you're interested in and shilling when you're using social media for a business purpose, which right. is usually to sell something, a service or an event and generate, you know, either followers or money or something like that. So it is... You are utilizing it for, at the end, commercial or economic or business gain. Right. So where would you put the line in between well, using it to promote and becoming a show? Well, I think, you know, that's a good point. But set yourself up in a business or a job that you really like. Because then it's easy for you to talk about it because you really do enjoy it. You know, and that's what I do. Like, this, is, this whole thing is so much fun for me. It's, it's easy because it doesn't even feel like work because I like it. You know, and I think that's the most important thing. Find something you like to do, and then it's easy to talk about it. Um, but, you know, remember, if it's not something you like to do, remember, people get turned off to the whole shilling thing. And, you know, I get so much stuff sometimes. I just block it, ask to, to be unsubscribed because it's just too much. You know, it is a, it's a fine line. But if you believe in what you're doing, if you like what you do, that comes across. Believe it or not, it does. So that's not only good social media advice, but that's also kind of good professional life advice. I think advice. so. <laughs> I think so. And in a place like New York City or wherever, there's or America, you can really find what you like to do. It's, it's one of the great things about this country. Like, if you don't like to do it, you can find something else. You know, just keep looking for that. And that's what I've always done. And it's gotten me pretty far so far. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I like doing radio. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank Michael Madrigal from Barbulu and Bulu Sud for coming on and sharing some of his social media tips with us. I do think social media SOM is good. I don't know if somebody has it or owns it, but I might buy I the URL. The copyright, yeah. I might buy the URL and then I can sell it back to you. <laughs> Only in America. I do want to thank everyone for listening. And if you like the show, Tech Bytes is on every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on heritageradionetwork.org. If you loved it, become a Heritage Radio member, subscribe, and we'll see you soon. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.